0: Welcome or welcome back to the Libertas Tribune's official podcast, the recent addition to this independent political platform. I'm your host, Alia Abbas, and this is our very first episode featuring a guest co-host. That's right, our panelist here today is Sarah Habibipour from California, who has a driven passion for the field of medicine. She has an incredible platform, which she will be talking about today, as well as our medical infrastructure and current universal healthcare care insecurities.
1: Uh, my name is Sarah Hadivipour. I'm a sophomore in high school. I'm 15 years old and I live in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a passion for medicine. Uh, the Role that culture plays in healthcare, and currently I'm developing and working on my website, MedSoc Talk, which is spelled M E D S O C altogether, and then Talk. Um, I created it because I wanted to connect with others who had the same interests as me, and I wanted to address culture and medicine, which often goes overlooked but is one of the biggest components in healthcare.
0: What drives your passion in this?
1: I've always remembered just being so passionate about medicine and taking care of other people. My dad is a surgeon. Um, right. So just from the beginning, I've always just been reading books on anatomy, molecular molecular biology, <laughs> and <laughs> instead of like Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And yeah. Books, I've just always been so interested in it. And last summer I was like, dad, can I go walk through surgeries? And he said, sure. And that's just really fueled my interest. And now I just want to take my passion to the next level.
0: Wow. How was that experience?
1: It was interesting, you know, I've never seen my dad in that work environment. And just going to the hospital and being there, I was like, this is what I want to do. I really love
0: this. That's amazing. So uh, what are you working on right now with your project? So
1: right now, about once a week, um, I do something related to my project. Recently, I've been creating articles about coronavirus. Right, Um, I feel
0: like that's everyone, right?
1: Yeah, it's such a hot topic right now. And my most popular post um, was one where I used just basic math and graphing and algebra to um, predict trends in the coronavirus. And, you know, we've heard that phrase, flatten the curve. So, yeah, I I made an article about that. And my most recent post was um, one about fear which is something that we hear a lot about. You know, everyone is so scared to go outside and things like that. And my question was, is it good to be scared? Because fear is something that will flatten the curve, right? If, like you right. people wash their hands. But, you know, there's also that fear of people purchasing masks and things that the healthcare workers need. So is it just simply being aware that is what's important? Or is, you know, things like that.
0: So I like to get a little bit philosophical in my. I like that. That's No, that's amazing. So what do you think, like, how is the medical infrastructure relevant to the national security of the U.S. like right now, at this moment, with the current situation at hand?
1: Yeah, well, in the case of public health and epidemics, such as, or pandemics even, as yes. we're seeing it now, it's very relevant. Um, so let's take the case of an uninsured person. Right. Uninsured people delay seeking health care, and once they do, it's in a crowded emergency room. And typically, the insured people are taken in first. If the patient is experiencing symptoms of an infectious disease, and is sitting in a crowded waiting room, then that could lead to a public health crisis. And like right now, you know, if an uninsured person uh, needs to seek help because they're, they feel like they're experiencing symptoms of the coronavirus, Well, they don't have any way to pay for it because in the same hospital for the same procedures, it could cost an uninsured person four times more than the insured
0: person. Wow. So so what do you think, like, what do you have any solutions that we could implement? Are there any solutions that are currently waiting?
1: Well, I mean, currently, you know, it's just in the air. But, you know, with the election coming up soon, there's Senator Sanders talking about um universal healthcare. care um, right, yeah. in countries like Canada. The benefits to this system are that people with pre-existing conditions cannot be denied coverage and some say that during a pandemic such as now we yeah. would be more prepared because during the SARS outbreak Canada was able to limit its death toll at 44 out of 400 ill because of the easy access to health care which prevented the disease from spreading. The con, though, is that there would have to be some sort of tax increase, which people get upset yeah. about whenever you say That's we're right. going to pay taxes. Another plan that Nancy, Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton uh, support is just simply expanding the Affordable Care Act and Obamacare, because more than 16 million received health care through the first five years of the Affordable Care Act, um, especially young adults, not just the senior citizens. And children would also be able to get vaccinated according to CDC guidelines. So those are two possibilities.
0: Right. So is there any other penetrative um, medical care to children and people in need who can't afford to pay for care? Is there like anything else beyond just you know legislative? What can we do right now as individuals?
1: I know um, there are some hospitals, especially in New York, who have systems for uninsured people and for immigrants right. and um, people of that sort um, where they the hospital itself, like the private hospital, will um, give financial aid to those people. So that is definitely a possibility. Also, just opening up more clinics, um, in the Coachella Valley where I live, um, there's a high population of immigrants and people living below the poverty line. So universities, um, such as Loma Linda University, has opened up free clinics in Indio, um, where children and people can get um, pretty much free healthcare. And there are uh, clinics where they have volunteers who speak Spanish who are able to go in, and it's completely free for those people. So those are things that we could do right now that we could implement.
0: Right. And universal health care is not just essential to our health and our economic security. It is essential to our national security as well. Um, so how, like, thinking about national security and, you know, the U.S., what are, like, what are some defense systems that we need to implement because of everything that's going on?
1: Yeah, um... I'll go back to what I was saying, like, in the beginning where the whole, like, go, where an uninsured person goes to an emergency room. A similar scenario actually played out during the Ebola crisis of 2014-2015, where a man was infected with the virus and presented himself to the emergency room. Luckily, there was not an outbreak because Ebola is one of those diseases that is not very easily spread between humans because it's spread through bodily fluids. But two nurses also caught the virus due to inadequate protective gear, but right. if that was the case of something like the coronavirus that can easily be spread, Right? who knows what would happen. happened. We can't just rely on luck, you know. Right. And disease obviously rattles our whole world, the stock markets are crashing, and we really of can't do this. Um, as far as our national security, I've heard scholars claim that um, right now the United States is in a very vulnerable position of um, cyber yes. attacks and terrorist attacks which is something you know we could consider. There are other countries of course who are just as distraught as we are, but that is definitely a concern and we can't just wait until it happens to take action. And you know, disease and preventing disease is one of those ways that we can ensure secure national security in the future. Because you know, once we have that medical infrastructure and we don't worry about pandemics breaking out so often, we can focus on our efforts on our national security.
0: What do you think the U.S. is lacking in the public health service? Like, what are we lacking in making this action immediate? You know, medicine is
1: becoming a business, unfortunately. Um, Medicine is simply meant to help people. And instead of providing easy access to healthcare, we often see millions dying because they don't have access to what, in my opinion, a human right. And I had dinner with the Dean of Loma Linda Medical School a few weeks ago. He asked me a question that he asked all of his medical students. And he asked, as a doctor, what is most important? And the answer is empathy. So I think that is something that we are lacking in our society, especially when it comes to health care, because everyone has healthcare needs that need to be addressed. And it's not even just like the individuals. It it that one individual who has who needs their health care and who has, you know, these needs, it can affect the whole public health of our whole society, our global society even, because we can see how one simple virus that was in a food market in China can affect our whole world.
0: So we know that public health itself, like a productive public health system, can promote the economic productivity and the stability of our country. Um, So you're saying we should focus right onto public health, thinking about the aftermath of our economy. So what are we lacking right now in the medical, um, field that we need. What what do doctors need right now? What do nurses need right now? How can we help them? Things that we can do to help the people that are
1: on the front lines are, you know, some people are sewing masks. And obviously, you know, that is better than not having a mask at all. Mm-hmm. But no one needs to go out buying N95 masks. You know, you don't need yes, those hoarding. Yeah. No hoarding. (laughs) And and there's no ventilators either. And that is, I mean, we could obviously donate money to buy ventilators. And Mm -hmm. I know that there are some um, car manufacturers who have put car manufacturing on hold to develop ventilators. Right. Like Ford and,
0: mm -hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. So that is something, you know, it's such a, you know, terrible situation. And what we need to do as a society and as people is just stay home to fight the- Yeah, just stay home. I think this is, that's just the thing we can do right now is right. don't hoard. Um don't hoard toilet paper. Um <laughs> <it's not like laughs> what if toilet all that
0: toilet paper.
1: Yeah, it's not like coronavirus gives you diarrhea. So. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it give diarrhea to like animals? Yeah, I've heard it has um some effect on like dogs and cats and things. Um, yeah, I, I haven't seen any literature
0: on right. that, but So, what what do you think the media can do helping this? Because there's a lot, you know, um, we see, like, left and right media saying, um, r- there's not many supplies in the, um, grocery stores or, um, Costco or Sam's Club, and people are just looking at this and they're, right away, they're just going out to, like, Walmart and they're getting everything. What do you think the media can do to help these doctors?
1: Yeah, the... I think the media needs to, well, the media is just that thing that just instokes fear in everyone, no matter what it is, because they're providing information. I think they definitely need to provide scientific information about the coronavirus and how it's playing out currently, rather than being like, there's no more food in the grocery store, (laughs) you know? That's just gonna, you know, fear people. And so if you're giving real scientific hard facts, about what is happening currently, I think, yeah. you know, that'll be more important in the long run.
0: I think this does play a part for everyone, not just like doctors and nurses, but everyone in society to really look for that right information, and this is the time people are waking up and they're realizing not everything that we see online is true. For so sure. Where would you, you know, um, where would you say these people can find right and hard facts?
1: Um institutions like the national institute of health nih the NCBI, um sources like that that are providing hard facts like research right. that would be the place to look and you know in the abstracts of those studies you know it's not hard to understand language you know i can mm-hmm. understand it high schoolers can understand it so i think if, even if you just read that then right. that would be beneficial and listening to the doctors who are on the front lines saying this is what's happening please stay home right. you know to listen to those people
0: right so do you remember the government shutdown from last year the early yeah. mm-hmm. right so that shutdown revealed some troubling truths about a deferral government's and its ability to maintain operating capacity and essential public health functions and the program provided by the Department of Health and Human Services, which oversees everything like from women, infants, and children's programs to preventing migitating um, public health emergencies like uh, the CDC, employed people were furloughed and um, that impacted the national health infrastructure. How can we help people who work you know, in these, in these departments, in these federal departments? What can um, the national government do to help them? You know, I think an
1: important thing is just making sure that these people are getting paid, you know, because these people are, um, they're working to serve the public health and safety of our communities. And that was a big problem last year that a lot of people were not, well, yeah, people who are working for the government were not getting paid. And when people aren't getting paid, they're, I mean, they're not going to work, you know. So yeah, that, that was a big problem.
0: Right, and one last thing, can you tell us about your project and how this might help the situation um, and any upcoming projects and events going on with you?
1: Yeah, so with my website, my goal is just to provide up-to-date news on what is currently happening. And I take an approach that many would not normally think of. Yeah. I like relating current events in medicine to culture and philosophy and things of that sort. And all of my articles are backed up with science, uh, like the one where I used math, you know, you can't deny math.
0: Yeah, that was um, original data. I'm very surprised.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it took a while for me to come over yeah. that. Um, But yeah, so I'm just going to continue to develop that and, you know, just continue to express my passion through there. Hopefully I can do research in the summer at my local hospital. Right. And yeah, that's what I'm doing
0: currently. Do you, think, do you think this whole situation might end by the summer with like uh, the, the news about, um, well, there's a rumor with scientists saying with the um, heat. And-
1: yeah. Um, the thing about that is we are seeing countries in the Southern Hemisphere right. and Latin America, like South Africa, places like that who are currently experiencing this virus. And the seasons are different over there. Yeah. So currently over there, it's hot it's hotter weather right now while we are experiencing colder weather and so that wouldn't really you know back up any evidence to prove anything because you know i don't i think it will survive into summer but if we stay home we can flatten the curve no hoarding people are also hoarding guns and i'm like what oh yes i've heard about
0: that i'm like
1: what do you do with that yeah there's actually someone um in my hometown who like pointed a gun at the gardeners saying they were spreading the virus. No. I was like wow and who knows what'll happen with that in the future though you know when we have a bunch of people hoarding guns maybe we'll see unfortunately an increase in school shootings once we go back you know that's right.
0: Did you hear about Liberty University actually letting their students back in? Yeah
1: yeah no we need to save them. We can't have
0: Right. It was so good talking to you. It was great
1: talking to you. I'm glad we could have this conversation. Right. Um. And before
0: we go, is there anything else you would like to add? Anything else you would like to demystify about you know the rumors going on? To everyone,
1: I would just like to say, stay home so you can do (laughs) your part. You know, and I know it's miserable. I really do know it's miserable. Third week, going on fourth, it's miserable. But we just need to stay home, educate ourselves with proper scientific facts and take a deep breath of fresh air once in a while, you know. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. discover
0: your passions. Discover your passions data. Yes. Check out my website. <laughs> yes, we will actually leave a link for that down below as well as her social media, our social media, so please make sure to go ahead and check that out. Uh, Thank you so much, Sarah.
1: Thank you, Ollie. I'm so excited that we were able to do this. I really
0: appreciated um, this. This was actually really amazing. Um, Was this your first time being a guest host on a podcast? Yes, it was my first time time hosting. someone. this was amazing. Very great experience. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. And for you guys, thank you so much for tuning in on this very special episode. Make sure to check out Sarah's website and social media and the show notes. Give her some love and support, very hardworking and revolutionary work. While you will wait for the coming episodes, um, make sure to check out our website as well as more articles and new projects underway, and maybe even give a listen to our other episodes while you are at it, all of which will be linked in the show notes as well as our social media. I would also appreciate a review, comments, or feedback as your opinions matter to me the most. That's a wrap today, and remember, as always, our next episode will be releasing very soon, so stay tuned and stay safe. See you next time.